What's, Hello, everybody. what's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 88, the one where we part ways with Lucasfilm and don't get to make a Star Wars movie. What? That's a reference to something we're going to be talking okay. about with later. <laughs> Interesting. It's also the one with the most Sonics on yes, screen at one time. So much I Sonic. Want you, uh, the, throughout this entire podcast, I want you to count the amount of Sonics that are on screen, and I will evaluate them at the end of the episode, <laughs> if you remind me. Hello, everybody. Zanman, Walid, Ethereal, It's Horizon, hello. Elbardo, hello, everybody. Anyone and, every, anyone and everyone, hello. Welcome to the show. Glad you can be here with us. I started us. off with too much energy. Now it just, just crashed immediately so crashed. hard. Immediately. Guys, we got a lot to talk about. We I don't do. really know what half of it is because you said you had a lot to talk about. I do. I don't know what that is. Some of it, like, we can just blow right through. Oh, I love blowing right through. Yeah, I, I know you do. Um, I figured, you know, I'll, I'll save the quick ones to the end, obviously. But um, the big one I want to talk about. Too bad. Can wait. <laughs> What happened to my my one about Mario being a plumber? Not being a plumber. That should I all I did was in the keep all mine are at the bottom and I put a line. I know, but right at the top I had one about Mario not being a plumber and now it's not there. Oh here it is. It's from, it's from the independent. Oh, you know it's right? important. I, I feel like maybe they took a little bit more offense than they should have. Yeah. So, guys, Mario isn't a plumber anymore. Mario's no longer a plumber, Nintendo officials say. Uh, Mario's no longer a plumber, Nintendo has officially said. Well, of course. Okay, just repeat the, the title in the top <laughs> one. The famous mustachioed, red-wearing, portly Italian has long been known to work in plumbing. But a newly updated profile on Nintendo's Japanese website makes clear that he has given up that job. All around sporty, whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, he, Mario, does everything cool. Not as cool as Sonic. No. <laughs> it says, according to a translation provided by Kotaku, so why don't I just read the Kotaku article? As a matter of fact, he also seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. How is this How is this news? <laughs> I, think, I think the whole, because we've always assumed that Mario is a plumber not was a plumber so he, that's okay so we've talked about mario's origin a couple of times it's it's weird because he's italian yes he's is he italian or is he italian american well that's the see that's the thing he has an accent yes so he's he he is from italy he has to be he has to have some italian because he has origin. the accent yes yes so and it is and he's originally from Brooklyn. Yes. But now now he's not. Now, now he's, it's now it's weird. So I always assumed that he was a plumber when he lived in Brooklyn and now he right. lives in the Mushroom Kingdom so it's different. Yeah. But let's let's continue the article. Okay. Uh Mario has never actually been seen doing any plumbing, which is not true. He's always Coming in and out of pipes. Yes, that's that's where they get the plumbing from. But apparently was given the job because he spent a lot of time underground. His creators have said that once it was decided he worked as a plumber, many of the other parts of his character, including the fact that he is Italian and lives in something like New York, followed. Something like New York. New Donk. <laughs> yeah. I'm beginning to think that New York is New Donk, and I'm not happy about that. I feel like 
at this point, Mario's origin has been rewritten more times than like DC does their origins for characters. Yeah, because like it yeah. was always half-assed though. Right. Well, because the the Japanese origin was always different from the U.S. origin. They didn't start to like actually combine the two until like Mario sixty four. And their his origin was just some guy who had to fill up the instruction manual. Yeah. So like it, there was no po thought put into it at all. Yeah. I mean, my understanding is as of now, Mario is. He's from the Mushroom Kingdom. Like, him and Luigi were born in the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, they had a plumbing-related job at some point, but then gave that up to become freedom fighters. Also, Mario is 24 years old. That was the next part of this yeah. article. It's, it's far from the only recent revelation about the character. Last year, his creators revealed that Mario was only 24 or 25 years old, and that he's not the middle-aged man many had presumed. So, he's a hipster because he's got a mustache. Yes. Also, but he's not from Brooklyn, so he's not really that's, a hipster. Well, uh, a Brooklyn-like place, the Brooklyn of this world. Yeah, it's not Earth. Yeah, no. Uh, but he is human. Yes, apparently. But he's not the same humans as that inhabit right. New Donk City. There are City. many different types of humans, as they said. Yes. So he's 24, 25 years old. When the hell was he a plumber? I don't know. <laughs> Indeed, the creator Shigeru Miyamoto said that Nintendo had been careful to define only the age of the character so that his other details could change across to the games. According to the games. Even his job as a plumber has been suspected to change, for instance, when Mario first appeared in 1981's Donkey Kong. So he's older than his games are. Yes. I mean, he's younger than his games are. Yes. The only identified... He only identified... Then only identified as Jumpman was basically a carpenter that... So basically yes. a carpenter because the game took place on a building site, said Miyamoto. Yes, that is correct. Um, in Donkey Kong, he was a carpenter because it took place in a construction zone. Just like Jesus. Yes. And then um, when they moved to Mario Brothers and there were pipes and stuff, they made him a plumber. And then he died for our sins like Jesus did. Uh, <laughs> AJ says his ability to grow facial hair is godlike for a 24 to 25 year old. I would say that attributes a lot to his Italian hair. Yes, yes, we can confirm that. We can both confirm our hairy bodies confirm that. Yep. 24, 25 years old, growing that mustache, not a problem. Nope, not at all. Give uh, me an hour and I'll have a full beard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's... So, I mean, I really don't care. At one point, he was a plumber. Yeah, I think that's very clear. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't understand his why... His age bothers me. Yeah, his age is weird. And the fact that he's not from New York anymore, he's from a New York-like place, really bothers me. Well, we're still holding on to, like, Mario's origin, like, piecemeal from, like, a hundred different sources. Like, everyone thinks his last name is still Mario from the stupid movie. <laughs> You know, I, th I think this is my head cannon. I think the Brooklyn origin is from the cartoon. I don't even know if it's actually from the game. To be honest with you, Mario from Brooklyn. It, I, I always assumed it was from an instruction manual. I don't know. He is depicted as a portly plumber who lives in the fictional land of Mushroom Kingdom with Luigi, his younger, his younger, taller brother. In the television series and film, Mario and Luigi are originally from Brooklyn, New York. That's Color another thing. Series and film. So the TV and film are the are the reasons why yes. I think he's from Brooklyn. I think at one point Mario and Luigi were twins. Also, I always thought that they were very close to the same age. Yeah. Um. So if Mario's twenty four, twenty five, and Luigi's younger, yeah, then what is he? He's, he's got to be like twenty three. Yeah, or twenty four. I'm gonna see if there's any more references to Brooklyn in this. Uh, nope, that's it. So, 
TV and film. He's from, say, from Brooklyn. But now he he's presumably from New Donk City. We might know a little more. Yeah, maybe Odyssey goes into the deep, uh, full origin. Maybe, well, that's the thing. Maybe Odyssey is just Mario year one. Yeah. <laughs> Pauline is in. Not Pauline. Yeah, Pauline. Pauline. Yeah, yeah I, I get her confused with Palatina from... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Galaxy? No. Palatina, isn't that? That's Rosalina from Galaxy. Yeah. Palatina, Palatina is, is Kid is, Icarus. Yes, that's the amiibo that I just got. Yeah. Uh, on sale, seven dollars at Toys R Us. There you go. When I went, uh, that was the midnight, the Star Wars release. So while Star everyone Wars was toys. buying Star Wars toys, you went and bought amiibo. I went and bought amiibo. Um. So yes, Pauli Pauline, is, she's in New Donk City. She's the mayor of New Donk City. Mm -hmm. She said something about the disaster that happened. So ever since the disaster, mm. fixing the disaster. So that's presumed to be Don uh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. So, so Mario worked as a carpenter in New Donk City mm -hmm. at the time that Donkey Kong. That's that's the that's the theory. Right. Somehow after that he became a plumber, and then somehow after that he went to the Mushroom, Mushroom Kingdom. Kingdom, where he now resides. Except, well, right now he's residing on some sort of floating hat thing. Yes. <laughs> So that I mean, there's your there's your Mario lore for yeah. you. What do we got in the chat here? Ethereal says Mario is genderless. Uh, uh, pretty sure they said he's a man. Yeah, um, that's pretty much confirmed. Mustachioed man. Yes. Come on now. Uh, Fred Bushi says no shrooms till Brooklyn. Koopa boys. The toads are genderless. Yes. Which is dumb because, because one there's of them a is very clearly. Yes. Well, you know. You don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything. 2017, that Toadette could identify as whatever he, she wants. Yeah, to. I don't. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was, uh, frankly, a little bit rude of you to assume, Well, I mean, I don't, I clearly, I don't know anything. I always, <laughs> I always thought Mario was in his 40s, so. Uh, okay. Uh, Caloric says the Brooklyn origin is from the original Mario Brothers arcade game, not Super Mario Brothers. The but, original Mario Brothers arcade game. Yeah. The, 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 ver the, the one where Ma Mario and Luigi fight each other. Yes. So, it's from the so where 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 is it in the arcade game? I, I don't know. How do you know? <laughs> is, it on, is it on the cabinet? Is it yeah. in the game? Those are important questions. Right, we need to cite our sources here. Uh, okay, well, what do you got? All we'll, right. We'll, we'll do a little back and forth. Okay, let's just go right into it. Uh, Colin Trevorrow is no longer directing Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, no. Yeah, that's... Uh, who is that? Colin Trevorrow <laughs> um, is the director of uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, Jurassic World, and uh, this year's The Book of Henry. And as of yesterday, Lucasfilm had announced that Colin Trevorrow is no longer directing Star Wars Episode Nine. The following statement was posted on StarWars.com. Lucasfilm and Colin Trevorrow have mutually chosen to part ways on Star Wars Episode Nine. Colin has been a wonderful collaborator throughout the development process, but we have all come to the conclusion that our visions for the project differ. We wish Colin the best. We wish Colin the best, and we'll be sharing more information about the film soon. I saw ComicBook.com tweeted: uh, Joss Whedon will now be taking over as the director for Episode Nine. And then there was a link to an article, and you click on it, and it's a Rickroll. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "That's, yeah, that's not funny. funny. That's like really." Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> everybody like would freak out about that. Um, but no, there currently is no director for Episode Nine, uh, because they just fired the guy. And 
you know, it's weird because episode nine, like, you know, it's the end of the trilogy and Colin Trevorrow was hired to write and direct it. I think based on an outline given to him by uh, Ryan Johnson. Um, but they recently hired somebody to rewrite the script for it because like, it needed a, a big rewrite. Uh, I forgot the name of the guy they hired to do it. Um, and I think they actually filmed some like a scene or two for episode nine already. Like while they were making episode eight, mm. like Ryan Johnson like did a, did a few scenes for him. I guess you know while while they got everything set up, might yeah. As well. <laughs> so like this completely throws, you know, whatever story Colin Trevorrow had, this throws it all into question. Will it even be the same story at this point? I'm not too concerned because it's pretty early. They haven't. They. I mean, they've only what filmed two scenes. Big woo. Yeah, but I mean, they got they don't have because it's coming out in March of 2019. Yeah. Not December. So they don't have as much time as the other films did. Right. So they, you know, they'd ha I'd imagine they have to get started like fairly soon, like probably after episode eight launches, launches like it's a game, like gets released. They have to start very soon, but yes. th these things happen very fast. They happen and, very, and they happen very fast. And this seems to be par for the course with uh, Star Wars films because I posted another link in the keep. Uh, from Polygon, a brief history of Star Wars trouble with talent, uh -oh. and it just runs down the list of like it's a lot more than I thought it was of just people uh, who were working on Star Wars movies and for one re reason or another aren't anymore. So you have uh, Michael Arndt, who uh, was the writer of The Force Awakens, who aren't doing anything anymore, uh, who's still credited um, f uh, for The Force Awakens, but eventually. Um, he was released, and J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan took over completely and rewrote the whole thing. Uh, and then you have Gary Whitta, who wrote Rogue One, and then eventually, uh, f you know, they let him go. And I don't think much, if any, of his script is left in Rogue One. I'd be interested to know how much. Yeah. Uh, Josh Trank, who was supposed to direct um, Polygon has the Han Solo movie. I believe he's actually supposed to direct the Boba Fett movie. Uh, but he left right before Fantastic Four was released. That movie was garbage. Um, it's a good <laughs> thing he wa he um, he wasn't a part of that. Um, you have Al Alexandre. I'm gonna butcher his name. You got it, Alexandre Desplat. 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 Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a Splatoon squid. Yeah, he he's a famous composer. He actually worked with um, Gareth Edwards on Godzilla. He had a really good Godzilla score. Um, but he was let go from Rogue One because it didn't sound like Star Wars. So they got Michael Giacchino to do the score. That's so like weird. they must be a few months before the movie's supposed to come out, like two months before the movie's supposed to come out. They must be so strict. Who yeah. is who's making these decisions? Kathleen Kennedy is the president of Lucasfilm. She is in charge of Star Wars. I'll be honest, she is doing a fantastic job. She is. <laughs> but there's a lot, but there seems to be and you know, most recently, Chris Miller and Phil Lord were fired from the Han Solo movie and replaced by It very much uh, sounds Ron like Howard. a dictatorship. It does. But this is the the most high-profile franchise yes. of all time. Yes. And the, the fact that they're having such... You know, it's just... It's amazing that they're having such turnover and they're having such, like, drama and problems that it's amazing that, like, A, Rogue One turned out as good as it did. Uh, B, J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson haven't had any problems with Kathleen Kennedy or anything. They've been able to make the movies they pretty much wanted to make and get them, get them out there. Um, it's been said that uh, later on in the io9 post I posted, 
According to the Hollywood, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, script issues have continued to be a con, uh, continuing sore spot with Episode Nine's development, with Trevorrow having had repeated stabs at multiple drafts. And sources say that the working relationship between Trevorrow and Kathleen Kennedy uh, became unmanageable. Kennedy, who had uh, already been through one director firing replacement with the Han Solo spinoff, was not e eager for a sequel and tried to avoid this decision. So it sounds like she did everything she could to keep Colin Trevorrow on board, but just for one reason or another, it like just wasn't working. He was mm -hmm. not like bringing it to what it had to be. Also, now because now the hunt is on for like the what director should fill in. The front runner is Ryan Johnson, who's directing Last Jedi. Okay, so hopefully, if Last Jedi is as good as you know everything has been so far, I'd be okay with that. So then I guess they. If he's the front runner, then well, who said that? Who's who sourced that? Deadline. Deadline said that he's the front runner. Yeah, but like, uh, do they have a source? Like, uh, or are they just assuming that he's the front runner because he filmed the last one? Like, I if he's the front runner, then they're gonna have to wait for this movie to come out yeah. and see what the reception is. It's, Deadline just says insiders said that nothing is done yet, but the prospect is certainly in the air right now. Then they go on to tell about all the all the news that they broke first. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to make sure that they're claiming that and not just speculate. Yeah, you know, they're claiming that they know something. So because that's that's interesting. Yeah, and again, they have to wait until the movie comes out to, to see the reception. Because yeah. if everybody hates the movie, then they're not going to have them back. Yeah. Probably not. Also, too, um, that, that might be another thing, because Colin Trevorrow's movie that came out this year, The Book of Henry, was apparently garbage. Really? Like, really bad. Mm. So that's that probably didn't look good to the Lucasfilm heads. So, Well, I think this movie coming out in December is going to be great. Yes. And I'm sure the last one will be great, too. Yes. I, I mean, if it's... All we can ask for is that it's better than the prequels. And yes, and so I, far, so I good. would bet a lot of money that it will be. Better than they the they seem to be doing everything they can to be better than the yes. prequels. We're gonna see it no matter what. Yes. Um, but you know, this also leads to, you know, questions about how Lucasfilm was running things because when it started, it looked like they were getting, for the most part, hot young talent uh, with fresh ideas, fresh minds to come in and put their stamp on Star Wars. Um, now. That Josh Trank and Lord and Miller are like just exited their movies. Um, the fact that Gareth Edwards didn't really finish Rogue One, they got someone else to do it. The fact that you know Ron Howard's now stepping in. Um, the the rumor that um, Stephen Daldry is going to direct uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Who's a you know he's a talented filmmaker, but he's more of like what they call a safe filmmaker. It looks like now they're move they're moving away from you know on the rise quote unquote risky talent and looking more towards like quote unquote safe bet talent to to uh, do these movies. I mean, they they have a lot of money riding on it. They do, so that that could be why. But I, you know, I feel like they can take with Star Wars. They can take certain risks. And it would pay off as long as it's in... Because Rogue One is a very different Star Wars movie. But it's still a Star Wars movie. It still felt overall like a Star Wars movie. Like something like that makes sense. Don Draper in the chat says, Episode 9 starts filming in January. Which would be way too soon after Episode 8 comes out. 
to get somebody new, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless they're just going to wait for, uh, you know. Uh, um, unless they delay. Feedback. Unless they delay Early episode feedback. 9 to December, which I think they should. They might. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if they Han do. Solo is also supposed to come out in March. I don't know how the hell they're going to do that. Yeah. This March? The, the, yeah. Oh, wow. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no. I thought they were going to do like a Rogue One and make it December. No, I'm pretty sure Han Solo is coming out. I'm looking it up. Also, Caloric says uh, George Lucas is laughing in his mansion right now. Bring in George Lucas for episode nine. There is a big, like, grassroots movement to get George Lucas to direct episode nine. Do they just want to watch the world burn? I don't know. Did, did you read the the Star Wars, his uh, the comic? That yeah. Was, that was based on his original screenplay? Yeah. It's, that it's, was terrible. It's a good thing he kept working at that. That was terrible. So the the untitled Han Solo film, still untitled, by the way, um, is scheduled to come out May 25th, 2018. Damn. That's really soon. I think, I think it's highly speculated. It's just called... Han Solo, yeah. a Star Wars story or something. Yeah, I I don't want that movie. I don't want it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I'll me too. I'll enjoy it, but yeah, I don't want it. I... Yeah, no. That's now not... there's a rumored Obi Wan movie coming out, and mm -hmm. I know a lot of people want that. Uh, that I want. I don't want that. That I want. I'm. I've always want. I'm always fascinated by like the 19 years Obi Wan spent in the on the deserts of Tatooine. Yeah. Just like I know there are like a couple of comics about it and i know there was it's not canon anymore but there was a book about like his time so if they can make a movie about it sorry ewan mcgregor just yeah. wandering the deserts of tatooine like being a it's, badass it's a very dangerous territory it is but i think there you know is. there he is right there. yeah is that ewan mcgregor head yes that's uh old ewan mcgregor that's the better head. I know. We have it, that statue comes with a Alec Guinness head, Sir Alec Guinness head. Yeah, and it's not as good as that one. I know it's disappointing, but you know, like this. I want to see two hours of that. I want to see that, but it's not going to look like that. It probably that not. is the that is the most badass thing right yeah. there. But it's not going to look like that. Um. Smoke sick. I thought a toy leaked and it was Han Solo Star Wars. Yeah. It was like the Legos, the the pamphlet for the Legos. Yeah, yeah. I think it's assumed that that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't want to see that freaking movie. Yeah. Uh, so, Will. Yes, Bob. Pokemon CEO doubting <laughs> <laughs> Switch could be a hit. I heard about How's this. How's that for a segue? That's a segue, all right. Uh... So, the Pokemon Company, this is Polygon, Pokemon Company's chief executive has gone on record to say he didn't think the Nintendo Switch would be a hit. And this is a fun story going around right now, because <laughs> of course the console is setting sales records. I have a video about it, I'm going to throw up all over my computer because <laughs> I drank coffee way too fast. But this is the, but the, it, that, it, <laughs> but is the Switch really the hit, or is the games you can play on it that makes it successful? Remember, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has literally outsold its installation base, which I don't think is true. I think those numbers are skewed in a weird way. The Wii U sold very well in its launch window, after all. Any hardware Nintendo makes and markets is going to be a hot item at launch. But the branding alone, I had no problem pre-ordering. This guy's putting way too much flourish into his freaking article. I just want to see what the <laughs> Pokemon guy said. 
Uh, how long a console lasts is the real question. So the truth inside Pokemon Company CEO, Sunekazu Ishihara, I got it right the first time, observation doesn't really concern the device. I came, this is a quote, I came to realize the key to a successful game is quite simple. Software with absolute quality leads sales of hardware, he told Bloomberg. Well, no kidding, all this other stuff about The Legend of Zelda and crap. Another quote, I told Nintendo that Switch wouldn't be a success before it went on sale because I thought that in the age of the smartphone, no one would carry out a game console, Ishihara added. So, I think this is interesting because obviously he's Pokemon is very important, yeah. and for him to be like the switch isn't going to work, that's a big deal. But this this is all this all plays to the narrative of what people thought about the switch before it came. This out. This plays to the narrative of what people thought for a long time that cell phones were the wave of the future for games. Period. Like not just portable gaming systems. Well. Yes, what I was trying to get at was that a lot of people didn't think that the Switch was going to do well. They thought it was a gimmick. They thought uh, because of the Wii U, Nintendo was just making bad decision after bad decision. Yeah. And it looks like Ishihara was was on that that narrative. Yeah. Uh, but like what you said, on the other side of that is people who think that smartphones are the future and right. that portable gaming is the future. I, I remember distinctly, like, this is back when Angry Birds first became, like, the biggest thing on the planet. Yeah. And the CEO of Rovi, like, was had a press conference and he said, consoles are a dying medium. Cell phones are the way of the future. Rovi is currently uh, in danger of bankruptcy right now. <laughs> well, I'm so, gonna, going to be honest. I am a console gamer. Yes. But I do think that mobile gaming is the future and that mobile, uh, and that even smartphone games are, are the future. Th because look at the Switch. Right. That is, I don't want to play games on my PS4 anymore. PC gaming, I, do, I don't praise PC gaming ever, but I'm going to. They have the biggest market right now right. in gaming is PC gaming. Most people play games on their PC than on any console. Right. So I think that home gamers are going to gravitate towards PC and console gamers are going to gravitate towards the most convenient device because that's what us as console gamers have always done. Right. Convenience trumps everything else for us and that's why we're console gamers. Yes. So that's why I thought the Switch was going to be good. And, and, and that's why a lot of people love it because of the sheer convenience of the console. It's not the most powerful thing, but everybody, even the Pokemon guy, knows that that is not Nintendo's game. It's yeah. just the power. But what's most interesting is that uh, Pokemon, they're coming out with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon soon, and it's going to be on the 3DS. Yes. Which leads us to believe that the Pokemon company was not interested in the Switch. I don't know if it's that they're not interested in the Switch. Well, it was, I... because they, they at E3, they were like, calm down, everybody, we're going to have a game on the Switch. Right. I was always under the assumption that because the 3DS is still, like, out, you know, has a bigger install base than the Switch, obviously they're going to put their game on the system that has the bigger install base. Right. You know, they, they've done that before. It just would have blew minds if they moved their, because uh, they already came out with Sun and Moon on the 3DS. Yeah. Now they're coming out with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon a year later on the 3DS. Mm -hmm. It would have blew minds if they moved that to the Switch. Yeah. But they didn't. And, and everybody's wondering what the hell the... Pokemon on the Switch is going to look like. 
they'd have to do some massive upgrades to make it, you know, like like a gorgeous, beautiful like game. a like a Breath of the Wild type deal. Yeah, but I don't know, or like a Monster Hunter style. Yeah, would fit perfect for for Pokemon. But I don't know. They're gonna do something wacky. I'm sure, it'll be great. Yeah, but Ishihara thought it wasn't go- cool. The Switch. Now he's on board with it. Because everybody else is on board and he likes money. Yeah. Presumably. Who doesn't like money? I had one more Switch thing that I wanted to just fart out there. Oh, this is a quickie. A little quickie. I didn't hear this from a lot of people. Gamma Sutra. Which is a great website that everybody quotes, but nobody goes to. <laughs> I uh, did hear about this, though. Yeah. Nintendo Switch games may require external storage. This was like... Oh, this was yesterday. Yeah. And I didn't hear about it from anywhere else. Devs thinking of bringing their work to Nintendo's new console should know that the company is evidently totally okay with games that require more memory than the 32 gigabyte built into the Switch, which is, I think, a pretty damn big deal. Yeah. The stance was made explicit in a recent announcement of a partnership between Nintendo and memory maker Western Digital to make licensed Switch micro SD cards. The, rele- the release noted that... Um, there was no period there. <laughs> that a uh, micro SD card will be needed for a certain Nintendo Switch games, for certain Nintendo Switch games that contain an especially large amount of content. However, the company expects that all physical copies of Switch games sold at retail will be playable in some form on a Switch that lacks any external storage. Speaking to IGN, a company representative stated that anyone who buys a Switch game cartridge will be able to play a portion of the game right out of the box. For example, specific levels or modes. Nintendo expects all Switch games to be upfront about whether or not they require external storage, both in digital storefront listings and on retail packaging. Exemplified below in the box art of the Visual Concepts 2K18, which is launching on Switch and other platforms this month. And it says internal internet download and micro SD card required. You know, this starts to make sense because I remember like a month or two ago when they announced uh, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that the on the cartridge is only Revelations 1. You have to download Revelations 2. Yeah, that's... that's... It's it's sounding like to me that they're already starting to reach the um, capacity for what the cartridge can hold. Right. So the Switch is a powerful console. It is. And but, you, you got these little tiny cartridges. Right, right, but those little tiny cartridges have a limit, and it looks like everybody's like hitting their limit. So now they need to start turning to internet downloads to so you can get the rest of your game. So, so you will need an SD card for that. I'm pretty sure that those cartridges are capable of being bigger. They just don't want to pay for them. Like, they don't, it'll cost more, obviously. Probably, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, they're re- re- relying on you to have to yeah. buy external storage. I'd be interested to see if they do packages with Western Digital stuff. Um, yeah. Like, you buy a game, like, you buy 2K18 and it comes with, like, like a memory card, card yeah. or, or you get, like, you know, maybe Target will do, like, a half-off deal. That's another thing. They announced that they're going to have, uh nintendo branded micro sd cards. i think they're literally just uh, um i forgot the company western digital is i think it's sandisk sandisk or, yeah and western digital i think i think so i didn't know that sandisk did their old ones yeah did the 3ds stuff so that would make sense the packaging looks the same as their older stuff too yeah um but those will charge you up the ass don't buy them get uh ones off amazon yeah because those are a ripoff Unless you can find a good deal on Amazon. But why even bother? It's not like it's going to run better on your freaking uh, Switch. Yeah. I have a SanDisk. 
Yeah, me too. I have regular, regular old ass Sanders because doesn't have to have Zelda on the front. I'm sorry, Link. I told you I always get that wrong. Yeah, I know who he is, <laughs> but I, I, I get it wrong all the time. Yeah, it's Sandesk. Western Digital owns Sandesk. Uh, well, yes, Bob. I guess we should read the chat first. Okay, yeah, that sounds important. AJ has a lot to say in the chat. I'm sure he does about Pokemon. Listen to him; he's a lot smarter about Pokemon. Uh, he says the Pokemon company are always slow to new platforms. They have never dove into a new piece of hardware day one. And that's true. They're always, uh, they like to release on the old hardware when the new hardware is yep. already, which is what they're doing right now. But can we just wish for more out of them? doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> uh, Pier Pierce Gregor says, Bob, where did you get that? shirt i needed asap this shirt right here is by paper beats scissors i believe is his name he was an amazing artist but it's at the yeti the yeti.com make sure you tweet at them and tell them bob wolf sent you <laughs> they also have a shadow the hedgehog one it's really cool it's really cool uh biotop says this is bull s dlc on the switch is not the way of the future just have a double cartridge box or get a bigger cartridge. Having over 32 gigabytes of a single console game is extremely unnecessary. Uh, I mean, if you look at other consoles. Yeah, the Xbox One and the PS4, you have to install the games onto your... Almost every game is 50 yeah. gigs. And I can tell you from experience, the, the Master Chief Collection, Halo the Master Chief Collection, that the disc is only like... Uh, it's a full Blu-ray disc, so it's 50 gigs... But then you have to download another 40 gigs for the rest of the game. I have. Took Destiny. me four days to download that game, by the way. I just got Destiny today. And the disc seems to be just loose in here. That's oh. great. Um, six, 68 gigabyte minimum. Jesus. This is going to install 68 gigabytes yeah. on my, on my uh, PS4. So I don't think it's that ridiculous. Also... I'm biased because I already have a 200 gigabyte card. Yeah. And I'm going to install every single one of my games. Uh, Saki Glands uh, says, The SD card problem is a problem with cheap producers skipping compression for their games. They just shove out full-size downloads because it's cheaper and easier. Titanium Brains in the chat says, uh, How do you find shirts that you design on Public? And I'm going to show him. BustedTees.com slash Bob. But that's not all of them. Uh, just go to my Instagram. You can, you can <laughs> find links. Also, I have a bunch on TeePublic. Yeah. Well, yes, Bob. It is time to unbox something. Ooh, let's right, do it. Get it. All okay, right, it's your box. Okay. So this is uh, it's like a loot crate, except it's not. It's by. It's called World's Finest Collection. I am going to show the website first. So. You don't know much about this, so I'm going to explain it to yes, you. Yes, please do. So this is a loot box. It's a it's a quarterly box. So it's you get four. It's every it's four times a year. Four times a year. Yes. So it it this one's Batman themed. Oh wait, let me oh. let me switch to the right thing. So this one's Batman themed. However, the box itself, the one that you pay for mm -hmm. your subscription, is DC themed so this is in collaboration with dc comics okay so every quarter you're going to get a different superhero or a different 
DC Comics theme. Okay. So this month, this quarter is Batman. Yes. Next quarter might be Superman. It might be Green Lantern. You never know. Yeah. The most interesting thing about this box here, Will. Yes, Bob. Is that every single thing in this box is exclusive to this box. Ooh. Yes. So that means if you want to get it yourself, we're not paid by them. They just sent this yeah. to us. If if you uh, get this box, every single thing can go right up on eBay. Yep. <laughs> um, so open it up. All right. I just like to point out that um, I know that this bat design is the Batman Rebirth design by Greg Capullo. You I know that just by looking at it. You might have to zoom in. Yeah. Uh, what I do with the? Oh, of course, I put it over there. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, so they didn't pay us, but we do get. Uh, if if you use the link in the description, we do get some kickback. Yeah. So do that. Uh, only if we like it, though. Yeah. We we have to judge it first. So first, we open up. Oh, it gets a nice little, Give me the remote. nice little pamphlet of what's in there. Well, let's see. First, we get a nice little vinyl Batman figure. Does it say anywhere on it exclusive? Uh, yeah. Oh, it says right at the top. Exclusive world's finest. Wow. Uh, hold on. Let me do it this way. Oh, I zoomed in way too much. It's all right. Uh, for you, oh, I was actually looking for a new one of these. Nice I'm little, taking this out because I love toys. No, ruin the value. Nice little. Oh wait, you want to keep it in the box? Yeah, no. you, I don't know. We'll figure. We'll talk about do you it. actually want to keep it in the box? I don't know what I want to do with it, Bob. I'm excited. On the website, it looks pretty damn yeah. cool. All right, let's leave it there. We got a nice little. Uh, it says smoke grenade travel mug. It looks. It's supposed to look like uh, one of it. One of the smoke, smoke grenades. grenades yeah. yeah. Oh, it's rubber on the bottom. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, this is a grappling hook umbrella because it looks like his grappling hook. <laughs> is this one of those? Oh yeah, this is one of those like super tiny collapsible yeah. ones. I like those. Nice. They're very consistent with the rebirth theme. Here we got ourselves a nice shirt. I wonder if DC Comics had anything to do with that. They were like, you have to use I'm the, sure. the one Batman logo. Wayne Industries. I'm wearing this a lot. So how many Wayne's Industries shirts do you own? Just this one. Just one? Just one. Okay. How many Batman shirts do you own? Like about ten. <laughs> How many of them have I given you? <laughs> One or two. <laughs> okay. How many of them have you gotten for free from uh, from various people? Um, two also came with this hat. Not including the, the Bob ones. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the two that came with the Batman vs. Superman pack, one of them I gave to my wife so that she can work out on because it was too small for me. Hmm. Uh, oh, I can't give it to Bob? That's fine. No. <laughs> uh, this fell out of its pack. But it's uh, evidence. It's uh, the Two Face coin. Nice. Which I found my one from the Dark Knight the other day. So I put it up by my nightstand. Running out of room. Just put it behind. It. Yeah. And then uh, the Joker card. Ooh. Which I also found my one from the Dark Knight. It is a different card. <laughs> Let me see this. That's a thick card too. This is super thick. Yeah. This is the one from the from the animated series, is it not? Uh, yes. I think it's also, like, the default comics one. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Because this is not the Dark Knight one. No. This is interesting. It is a Wayne Industries uh, utility card. Oh, I have one of those, except it's not Wayne's Industries. Yeah. So this has, it looks like, a little saw, can opener, uh, whatever this thing does. It's got a ruler in it. Whatever this thing does, what yeah. thing? This? Uh, yeah. What is that thing? Oh, do? here we go. It's an opener, a knife edge, a screwdriver, a ruler, a can opener, a four-position wrench, 
uh, butterfly wrench, a saw blade, uh, direction ancillary indicator, uh, two position wrench, and a key ring hole. This must be the direction ancillary indicator. Yes, right I'd, I'd also like to point out they spelled hole wrong on this. They used the wrong form of hole. Take notes, world's finest collection. <laughs> I don't care. I'm still keeping that in my wallet. <laughs> Maybe we have a limited print. Yeah. A misprint. This, I believe, is the... These are Batarang pushpins. Oh. So you put them in like a corkboard. Yes. I'll bring these. And then, and then they stick out and it looks like a Batarang went into the corkboard. Yes. Don't stab yourself. I'm not going to stab myself. So yeah, they come apart like that. Where am I? And they go together like that. Oh, I'm bringing these to work. That's cool. Yeah, you got too much Batman stuff now. It's alright. I got a lot of Star Wars stuff in my And desk. then next like... quarter, you'll get some other weird yeah. sort of thing. And then we have iron-on patches for your denim jacket. Because those nice. are still cool. Or your pants. Put or them on your butt. Make them look like a Batman... Uh brand and this oh i know the artist who did this why can't i think of him right now i think that's david finch it's from one of the yeah i have no idea it's from bat it's from batman rebirth annual number one which i'm pretty sure is david finch is that it that's it Uh, that's a whole box that's the whole box so if you Want your own world's finest collector's box? Use Go the to, link in the description. Yes, do exactly we, we what get, Bob that's, said. That's where we get a kickback. And you get this nice package it's, of Batman uh, goodies. So it's $49. You could still get the Batman one? Yes. Uh, but you could... What is this? Best deal. Sign up for our annual plan. It'll be $43.99 per box. So you get a little bit cheaper if you do like the whole year. There you go. Uh, and that's it. So thank you, World's Finest, for sending us that. Uh, oh, and last week we did an unboxing, everybody, and I unboxed that that lens. Yes. That Aki sent us. Mm-hmm. We also got headphones, but I was yes. more interested in the lens, the iPhone lens. And I said I would uh, use it over the weekend and report back. So I, I am reporting back now that... It turns out that the lens they sent us was actually the wrong one. Really? They sent us... They were supposed to send us just a wide-angle lens. This one's a wide-angle, and if you unscrew it, it's got a, a macro lens, too. Really? So, uh, let me see here. What do I got going on? No, that is not it. <laughs> so... Eh. Ah, this is a bad one. So, this is what the macro lens looks like. Right there. Oh, that's nice. The macro, I mean, if you, you got to get real up close yeah. with toys. It is not practical for video at all. But if you want nice, like, nice picture of some toys. It has some ridiculous sharpness uh, with, with the with the focus. The same thing with kind of the, um, the wide angle. So this is, this is normal, what the normal iPhone looks like right here. Yeah. And this is what the wide angle looks like. Okay. So it, it gets real wide. There's like all... Mm. And again, this is not meant for the 7 Plus, but this right. is, I took these pictures with the 7 Plus. There's only a little bit of distortion on the ends, but otherwise... It doesn't look that bad. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. If you're going to do a lot of iPhone photography, this is pretty cool. It's not really that practical to have around all of the time. Yeah. But um, if you're going to do... You know, it, it, like... I always say if you're going to shoot YouTube videos and stuff or like do a lot of photography, you don't need to buy a crazy camera. And if you don't want to buy a crazy camera, this thing's only like these lenses are only like 20 or 25 bucks. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's more practical if you don't have a a fancy camera. 
Uh, and again, a link to that is in the description. And they didn't pay us. Then I just wanted to test out their stuff. If you have any free stuff you want to send us, <laughs> uh, just whatever you want. Yeah. A nice letter saying hi. Uh, P.O. Box is in the description as well. We got a lot of stuff in the description. Uh, do you have anything? Uh, yeah, you want me to just... Uh, well, there's one I think like is discussion-worthy, and then the rest I can just power through. Okay, do the discussion-worthy one, because I might have another one. Okay. Um, apparently, Apple and Amazon are looking to buy the James Bond film rights. Ooh, that'd be sick. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, James Bond, 007, one of the best movie franchises, period, of all Not time. Not to be confused with James Pond, uh, Sega Genesis game. A cult classic uh, video game series. Uh, currently, uh, the film distribution rights for James Bond are up for grabs. Sony produced the last the Daniel Craig ones, but their contract ran out after Spectre. Um, MGM and Eon Productions, who own the move the actual film rights and the production rights, are looking for a distributor. For the longest time, Warner Brothers was the front runner, but now Apple and Amazon are in the bidding to you know get the film distribution rights for James Bond movies, and Apple is now the front runner. Separate. So it's Amazon and Apple are competing against each other correct along with warner brothers and other movie studios i could see apple totally getting those rights yeah amazon i would prefer <laughs> because i already have a prime account right however it seems like more of an apple deal to me the thing is like amazon has already proven themselves capable of putting out good movies at a good rate um manchester by the sea uh has was a won two Academy Awards and was nominated for a bunch. The Big Sick is was the best reviewed movie of the summer, and that's probably going to get a lot of nominations this year. Do they go to theaters? They go yes. to theaters first. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What they do is they'll they'll do like a limited run in theaters, and then once it's out of theaters, right onto Amazon Prime. I'd imagine the James Bond deal would be very similar. So if they got the rights, is the Big Sick on Amazon Prime? Not yet. Okay. But it's going to be. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a little bit, um, so I would like to see that. Now I know I don't have to go to the theater. I could just watch it for free. According to this uh, Gizmodo article, uh, Apple has $260 billion just in cash. So they could so just... So they're the reason for our country's debt right now. Yes. So they can just hand MGM and Eon Productions a check for like whatever they want. And still have money left over to make like the next few Bond films. Yes. They could easily do that. And Apple has been like saying that they're going to get into like original production stuff. But they've been kind of like dilly-dallying with it. If they get James Bond of all things, this is going to be like a big push to show that they're serious. And that they're going to do this, you know, the Apple way. Which is like, you know, the way no one else has thought to do it before. So is this just for distribution? or is This is this... just for distribution but i'm sure like they'll they would help fund it along the way okay and i'm also you know because part of when sony had james bond james bond only used sony phones he only used certain sony products that's true i'm sure get ready james bond's gonna start using apple watches and iphones that and max pretty, and that would be pretty impractical it, you know <laughs> If it look, James Bond's probably the reason why I like stupid watches. Yeah. So for him to have an, an Apple Watch no. just be full circle for me. Apple no, Apple Watch is dumb because he's he's gotta have like the million dollar watches. Yeah, but I mean I'm sure 
all it would take is one scene where Q says, here is your new watch. It's an Apple watch. It syncs with your phone. It can shoot missiles the, out of so it. So the Apple watch would be more practical for James Bond in the real world. Right. Because it is a smart watch. And yes. His other watches aren't smart. Right. Well, they'd probably give him like the Hermes gold edition Aesthetically, one. it would be dumb. Also, him using a Mac is what I was thinking of. That is like, <laughs> that's not practical. It's not. But, you know, stranger things have happened in the James Bond world. Yeah. Um, so, if Amazon got it, because I know they have Amazon Studios, right? They, they produce yeah. stuff. Yeah. Those are the people behind the big sick. And, and they're, they're not in the run. They're, so, who's going to produce James Bond? Movie? It'll still be MGM and Eon Productions. They'll still, like, actually make the Isn't film. Isn't this the only movie MGM makes anymore? I think so. <laughs> they don't, like, do anything anymore. No, yeah. They almost I'm went bankrupt. Sure. Yeah, they did go bankrupt. Oh. I think, like, James Bond is, like, the only thing that is that is keeping them around. Damn. Yeah. But that's not in the running to, to purchase. No, a, pro, no MGM is just, you know, the rights holder, pretty much. Okay. So right now they're looking for somebody to actually distribute James Bond to movie theaters and on DVD, Blu-ray, and digitally. Hmm. So if also too, um, Apple's trying to like push 4K, like they're going to start pushing 4K really soon. That's been delayed because right now they're in a fight with all the movie studios because Apple is trying to get the price down to twenty dollars for 4K movie. Right now, movie studios are like, no, it's got to be much more than that. And Apple's like, no, it's got to be $20 or else nobody's going to buy them. For streaming 4K movies. For just buying 4K movies digitally. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that that's the thing. We're not going to see physical releases of 4K movies. But we already have. We have? Yeah. What is it? It's Ultra, Ultra 4K, yeah. Uh, okay. they're, they're the black box ones that just say Ultra 4K on the top. Mm, how do you play them? You need a 4K Blu-ray player. Or an Xbox One S. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, so it, but if Apple gets control of James Bond, then that means they can distribute it in 4K on iTunes for twenty dollars, and that will by default set the standard, not just on iTunes, because then every other uh, digital store that sells movies will have to match that. So here's the thing. Yes, is there porn in Ultra Blu-ray yet, or is it all streaming? Uh, I think it's all streaming. So that's so streaming's uh, the future. Ultra yeah. 4K Blu-ray is Garbo, but the <laughs> and it's all gonna be streaming. But the problem is, porn says so. You know, the American internet system is not good enough to stream 4K, which like, is crazy. Everywhere we should yeah. have the best we should internet in the world, but we don't. I know, and it looks like for the next four years we definitely well, won't. Here's the thing: most places don't. In the U.S. In the U.S. We are extremely lucky. Right. Here on Long Island. We could totally yes, do it. We could. Only one of us at a time, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That should not be. Yeah. Only one per household could be right. streaming 4K. And if someone's streaming 4K, then someone else is going to have really laggy internet. Because I could do 4K YouTube videos, no problem. Right. But the, if it's any bigger than that, like I tried an 8K video, Oof. 8K video, my computer could not run. Yeah. It was bad. But that might be mostly my computer and not our not our connection. Right. Um, the bit rate's going to be insane for 4K. Video. Yeah. Yeah. We got a long ways to go. We do. But, um, you know, it, again, if Apple gets the rights to James Bond, that's the biggest thing. Because, like, Amazon, they've, they're all had at this. They got a lot of great shows. They got a lot of great movies. 
that's no surprise that they would want to try something like big like this. Apple getting into the picture because really their their only like original piece of content is carpool karaoke right now. If they get James Bond, that's the big deal. That's the news here. I think them trying to push for twenty dollars streaming is great too. That's it, they know yeah. how to do streaming. Mm-hmm. Zero f- zero vits in the chat says, "Oh, for f's sake, no more four K. I just want ten eighty p sixty fps games." But I guess movies are always going to be 23 frames per second or 24 frames a second. I think, damn it, 4K. For the most part, yeah. I know that the... Um, you don't want 60 frames per second movies. You don't. Like, they that, tried... They that's tried, fine for games. They tried 48 frames a second and, like, nobody liked it. No, yeah. The, uh, the Hobbit. The Hobbit, yeah. yeah. That looked bizarre. Yeah. It, it's just not... It, you, don't, you don't want that. Yeah. It looks like... It looks cheap. It does. It's it's really weird. Yeah. Like I used to make my video. I was making my videos in sixty frames for a while, and I hated it. Yeah. It just it didn't look right. My last video. Uh, so my freaking camera, my my seventy uh, D, does ten eighty p thirty. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't do sixty for some reason. I guess because it's older. Yeah. But my stupid little uh, my stupid little camera, does ten eighty sixty. So I was mixing and matching between yeah. the two, and I had to do the whole thing at 30, my last video, because some of it was 16. So yeah. I don't know why I even wanted to tell you all that. <laughs> but yeah, ga- gaming at 60, that's another thing I don't care about. Like, it looks nice. It does look but nice. But it's not... It, I, I'd rather it just... I'd rather the frame rate be consistent yeah. than high. Some people are playing Destiny at 140 frame, like hertz. Get out of here. That's ridiculous. You don't need that. Yeah. And there's there's people people hate the argument that uh, you your eyes only see in 15 frames per second anyway because that's not true. Yeah. But it you're you have to watch Vsauce's video on that because you're or actually I have a video on on frame rates and why it's freaking stupid and the difference between the two. Uh, your eyes process uh 15 inputs per second or something and the reason why 4k the reason why uh high frame rates why you can notice the difference is because there's there there's no motion blur yeah that's the big thing motion blur yeah because like if i do this you like my hands blur yeah and at a higher frame rate my hands don't blur exactly that's why high frame rates look so good yeah anything below 24 frames is when you start to notice it and that's why films are at 24 frames yeah I didn't explain that very well, but there's no. <laughs> very good videos on the science behind it, and you you can't see all 140 frames. It's yeah. impossible. It's it's it, that's too many. You, you only, it just looks smoother because it is smooth. The only time you should ever really do a higher frame rate is if you want to slow it down to after, like 24. Well, yeah, talk about video, like video, video. Yeah. yeah. Game gaming, it you're not that extra frame is not going to get you a kill faster. <laughs> Honestly, like with that, it's just a numbers game. Like you yeah. got to have the most numbers, the the higher numbers, the bigger numbers, because that for some people equates to better. Right. Exactly. It's it, it's a specs thing at that yeah. point, and p- it's people, like it's the bit wars all over again. People just cream themselves over yeah. there over freaking uh, the numbers. The, yeah. The the, the, the specs. Eight bit, so sixteen bit, thirty two bit, sixty four bit, one hundred twenty eight bit. Yeah. Now they don't even count bits anymore. And also, Destiny on console is only 30 frames. There you go. 30 frames, 1080p. Uh, on PC, it's 4K up to like 140 something. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I'll be playing it on my PS4 <laughs> in glorious 1080p. I'm going to talk about one more thing. All right. Uh, and if you want to plow through something, you can. All right. I'll just uh, talk about your thing and I'll plow through them. Super Mario Run was gone from the App Store for a little bit. Yeah, I saw you posted that. Then I went and checked and it's still there. What happened? Uh, nobody knows. Okay. That's the end of that. Uh, <laughs> um, the, it speculated that it was just some dumb thing. Like, uh, it wasn't Nintendo's fault. It was probably just some, like, user agreement yeah. thing or something. I don't know. But... Here's another one. Nintendo designer explains why Salmon Run in Splatoon 2 isn't always available. Because Salmon Run, if you don't know, Will, is... It's like a multiplayer. It's like a it's like a horde mode in Splatoon. Yes. And it's only available at certain times. Okay. They have events. It's like an event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a quote. He says, In Japan, everything is tailored. You've probably heard Sheena... Somebody's TED Talk, which I haven't in which she went to a restaurant in Japan and tried to order sugar in her green tea. The people at the cafe said, one does not put sugar in green tea. And then we don't have sugar. But when she ordered coffee instead, it did come with sugar. In Japan, there's a sense of, we're making this thing for you, and this is how we think this thing is better enjoyed. This is why in Splatoon, the maps rotate every couple of hours, and mm. the modes change. I bought this game. Why can't I enjoy this game the way I want? That's not how we think here. Yes, you you did buy the game, but we made this game. And we're pretty confident about how this game should be enjoyed. If you stick with us, and if you get past your initial resistance, you're going to have the time of your life with the game. You're really going to love it. So, I thought this was an interesting way to answer that question. That's a very interesting way to answer that question. I think it's interesting how... Japan is culturally and how he's sorry to say that it's like a culture thing. However, mm -hmm. this is, I feel like this doesn't, it's not the same. You're limited. You're limiting the amount of time somebody can enjoy this thing. Uh, and that's not the same as refusing to give somebody sugar in their tea. It would yeah. be different if you were like, you can only have tea between one and two o'clock. Yeah. Um, but, it it seems like a deflection, but it's interesting to think that that that's 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 how they're 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 playing the game. I'll never forget that I had a burger at a umami burger at this place in California, yeah. and it came with mayo or some weird stuff on it. I was like, let me get this burger without this, and they were like, oh well, here at umami burger, we really recommend that you have it exactly as it is. And I was like, fine, I'll have it or whatever it is. And I had it, and it was amazing. So there's certain they're they're right about that. There's a certain quality to that. However, this seems like a deflection, right? I will say that now. Leave your questions or comments in the chat, or use the hashtag Wolfton Live, and we'll tell plow through your last few things. Okay, real quick. Um, David David Cope, who was writing Indiana Jones Five, uh, confirmed that Shia LaBeouf's character Mutt Williams from Kingdom of Crystal Skulls will not be in Indiana Jones Five. So there you go. God exists, and he wants us to be happy sometimes. Remember at the end, spoilers for the worst movie ever. <laughs> uh, he like was gonna pick up Indiana Jones's hat, and then uh, Harrison Ford was like, "Not today, kid," or something. Yeah, that, I I would I've never been happier seeing that. <laughs> the whole going before I go and see the movie, I'm like, dude, if if Indiana Jones puts his hat on, on Shia LaBeouf, I'm walking out of the theater, and it almost happened, but Indy took his hat back. There you go. Uh, all right, next. Uh, just before we went live, uh, they announced Gavin O'Connor is going to direct Suicide Squad two. Gavin O'Connor directed uh, the Ben Affleck film The Accountant, 
A lot of people like that movie, and now he's doing Suicide Squad 2. I caught mom watching The Accountant. Yeah. And it, I said, you're watching this? She's like, yeah, why? I was like, uh, it's like a like a weirdo-like action thing. And she's like, it is? I was like, what do you mean it is? She's like, I just turned it, I just started it. She thought it was like like a rain man like a like a well the whole big thing like yeah i was i think i was there that day when mom was watching it she watched the whole thing she was not expecting it to be the movie that it was yeah she, uh, because I the think whole, that's very the whole thing with the accountant was it was one of the first films where like the ben affleck's character the protagonist like he had like autism and not like hollywood autism like actual like all the actual symptoms of autism and like he was the main character throughout the whole thing and it was portrayed very well so now you know, I guess p people took to that movie. They liked the movie the way it was portrayed. So now they got that director to hopefully do the same for Suicide Squad too. What's the movie with uh, Robin Williams and uh, Matt Damon? Google Hunting. Yes. Yes. That's what I think she thought it was like. <laughs> so I was gonna be like that because it's like yeah. a really smart guy mm -hmm. doing doing math stuff, and it turned out to be like a friggin' action movie. Yeah. Um, next. So, we currently have two people in the running for, uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, the DC, uh, Captain Marvel. It's just be called Shazam. Uh, one is Joshua, uh, Sazi from the show Galavant. And the other front runner is John Cena. Now- Wait, 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 wait. Didn't you say directing? I meant starring. Okay. Yeah, starring as, uh, Shazam. Shazam, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, right. Joshua Saze. Is The Rock not Black Adam? No, The Rock is still Black Adam. Okay. Apparently, Black Adam that is not... be crazy. Let me get to that. <laughs> Black Adam is getting his own solo movie first. Oh. And Shazam's getting a different movie. And then eventually, that's dumb on its own, and I think that's stupid. It However, and I think I've said this before on this show, John Cena is the perfect actor to play Shazam. He he has like, explain please explain. He's got the build obviously. He ha like he can act. He's proven he can act. And like if you've watched, you know, if you watch his wrestling stuff, like his promo stuff, he has the ability to have like this childlike wonder and connect with the kids that like no one else in the company has aside from Bailey who's definitely not going to who should play Mary Marvel now that I think about it. I don't want like wrestlers to play the Marvel family. Like that's not what I want. I just in this circumstance it fits and it fits well john cena playing shazam it would be bonkers to have it john would. cena versus the rock uh, for the third time the only this time in a movie yeah yeah completely fictional and they're playing different people that would yeah. be insane that would be awesome um but like if if the rock wasn't playing captain uh black adam i still think john cena would be a great choice for shazam and Lastly, uh, Jared Leto is just as confused about the Joker's future as we are. So don't worry, guys. <laughs> Apparently, he was taken aback by the whole rumors that Leo DiCaprio was going to play another Joker in another movie. Wait, 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 wait. Leo DiCaprio? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and the, the, the whole news now is uh, in Scorsese's Joker movie, they're trying to get Leo DiCaprio to play that oh, Joker. Oh, God. All right. And apparently, so, Jared Leto's like, what about I'm the Joker? <laughs> I'm I'm sick of hearing about this this Joker movie. Yeah, next week's, well, my video will not be about that. <laughs> uh, AJ brings up that I totally forgot about the tweet of the week. 
the tweet of the week. Better do it now. So I forgot about it last week. Uh, this is the one that I had for last week. It is from rare underscore steak. It says, I don't remember this part. And it's the sc- screenshot from uh, the Deku tree yeah. in Legend of Zelda. Uh, and it said, the quote is, if you or a loved one has ever been diagnosed with mesothelioma, <laughs> you, may, you may be entitled to financial compensation. That was last week's. That was pretty funny. This week's, mm-hmm. it, this one had me lolling a little bit. This this is a very good account that usually just tweets random like promotional stuff from like video yeah. games. This says before Mario's "It's a Me Mario" catchphrase was standardized, various publications attempted to invent their own models for him. And this is Mario from a long time ago in some ad. And the quote says, "Hi folks, I'm here too." <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> That is not uh, not on brand for Mario. No, no, it is not. All right, guys, leave us your questions right. in the comments in the chat or using the hashtag WolfDenLive. Or if you're not here with us now, you can leave it on last week's episode or whatever episode you're watching. Using the hashtag WolfDenLive, four days ago? We have so many four days ago. Hmm. Uh, Titan, Ty, Titanium keeps asking me to choke on the mic because I did that in one WolfDenLive and he thought it was funny. But that's a situational thing, so too bad. He also said Donkey Kong wasn't the one giving the flip off. It was the Inkling Girl. Oh, uh, in, in America. Yes, yes, yes. Donkey Kong dabbed from the start. Interesting. Is that? I thought that was an update. The dab. I don't know. I need to check my sources on that. Smote Stig, who do you want to direct Star Wars Episode Nine? I vote for Spielberg or Kevin Smith. It needs a classic director or dick jokes. Kevin Smith has already said no. I would suck at it. Yeah, I don't think Kevin Smith. <laughs> I don't think Kevin Smith. I don't think Kevin Smith's ever going to direct a major Hollywood movie again. Uh, Spielberg. Spielberg always says he would, but I don't think he would. I don't. I honestly. I don't know. Yeah. Depending on how good episode eight is, I'd say Ryan Johnson would be a good choice. Yeah. Or, like, or a- J.J. Abrams again. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Do, go with what works. Yeah, or just go completely off the wall, get David Fincher. Just make it like seven. Augustine asks, Will, any advice where to start reading Spider-Man comics? Don't you have a video on that? I never specifically did Spider-Man because Spider-Man is actually kind of hard to start. I always tell people that they, if they want to start, maybe try the original Ultimate Spider-Man mm, series from back yes. in the day. Yes. That, that's a good starting point. If you really want to get into... You know, mainstream Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Um, it's it's too complicated. It, Spider-Man is surprisingly complicated. You, you're never if you start somewhere, it reboots so much and in so many weird ways that yeah, you're never gonna be up to speed. And it's like and it's everything is still connected, for the most part. Uh, I'm trying to think. Good Spider-Man's. I was just just um, actually some of the '70s stuff believe it or not isn't bad no. like like around like the gwen stacy stuff spider-man blue spider-man blue read, is very read, good read the first few issues of ultimate spider-man and spider-man blue yeah and then that's it yeah that's that's good uh gabriel will yes didn't they cover the joker origin in batman 89 how would this new movie be different because so, Batman 89 doesn't really count yeah uh, that was the Joker's origin for Batman 89. This would be something completely different. This would even be different from... 
because you got to remember the Joker's origin changes like all the time. Mm -hmm. So this would be separate from even what DC currently says his origin but is. But in Batman 89, isn't it just that he fell into a vat of He was like a criminal and he just fell into a vat Right, of but he had a name. He oh, had he a per okay. yeah, personality. He had a you know background. He had relationships and I things didn't know like that. that. Even though I've seen that movie a thousand times, yeah. I, I didn't know all that. Uh, Abram, thoughts on Fast and the Furious? Saw so five plus six. They're ridiculous, but I love them and I need more in my life. Also, Giselle's death is garbage i don't know what that is i'm assuming that's a character from fast and furious so i saw five yeah i think that is the only one i have ever seen and i totally understand the hype i'm not on board with it but i get it here's my thing about fast and furious i've never seen any of them never seen a single one because you own the me, collection i'm getting to that <laughs> i'm getting to that so because at first they just look like dumb meathead racing movies it doesn't appeal to me at all then all my friends started watching them and talked about how they're the greatest movies ever i'm like that can't be true you're all idiots i hate you i have no friends then the rock shows up <laughs> and yeah. now all of a sudden this like meathead street racing movie like they fight airplanes they fight tanks charlie's throne is a car wizard that summons cars on people and they fight a submarine and, like, they're car jumping from building to building. And, like, all this wacky crap is going on. And, like, I feel so out of touch. Like, I need to know what's going on. So the box set was $30 on Amazon. So I bought it. Still haven't watched it yet. But I'm ready to. The problem is it feels like you should start from the beginning. And But I know I shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because those first two movies are definitely not good. No. But, uh... I heard Tokyo Drift is good. I heard that's then, what starts right. the good stuff. Because that was um, Justin Lin, who was like the guy who directed from that all the way up until I think seven. No, he directed three to six. And then five is the first one with The Rock. And then that's when it went overboard. That's the only one I saw. And that movie was absolutely bonkers. And I got it i was like yeah. i enjoyed it i was like okay that this is just a ridiculous i don't need to movie. see this however many more times they're gonna do yeah. this um but i'm like i'm ready to just give this a shot finally you know and i'm gonna start from the beginning because why not also abram says by the way mario's lore is more confusing than the zelda timeline and has no reason to be also mario certainly is not 25 uh no yeah, comment because we already talked about yeah <laughs> Uh, oh, I guess we gotta go to last week. Yeah. Which is probably gonna be a lot of people complaining about how I don't want to play Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. <laughs> which I'm sick yeah, of. Yeah, we got a lot of sick of talking about that. Uh, Titanium Brain wants you to choke on the mic. This last week's Wolf Thing? Yep. No. <laughs> uh, Flying Pigs Association, the clouds will yell back, play the game. <laughs> Oh, this is a go for the love of the game. The dis that description is a straw man. Good gameplay will never go out of style. It's not a straw man because I'm not deflecting my my argument onto something irrelevant. Yeah, I am simply saying that the I don't. I've said this a thousand times. I don't like the aesthetic and the themes of Mario and Rabbits. 
I'm sure the gameplay is fine. If it was a straw man argument, I'd be saying that since the the uh, themes are bad, the gameplay must be bad, which is not true. Right. That would be the straw man, but that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying the gameplay should be, I'm sure it's fine, but the themes are dumb. Ugh. Uh, uh, Eli, uh, Tirado, sorry about that. I had the same outlook on this game as you, Bob. I bought it for my seven-year-old son, and he asked me to play it with him. I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Definitely give it a chance. If you get, if you can get past the aesthetics, as you say, it's actually really fun. I'm sure it is. There you go. <laughs> Uh, oh, Baloney Pony says, One facial animation ruined Mass Effect Andromeda? Come on, Bob. Not even remotely true. And then he says, But I still like you. And then he says, Love the guy that said you're an old guy yelling at the clouds. Uh, thank you. Um, that is uh, an exaggeration saying that one facial animation ruined Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. But every news outlet every gaming news outlet was posting the same picture of the same person. It is one... I mean, there were a lot of facial animations that were like, meh. But there was one that was really bad. One yeah. girl. One I forgot who it was specifically. But it was one character that they harped on really hard. Yeah. And that is the one when I played it, I was like, that is a bad facial animation. But I didn't go, that ruins the whole game, you know? And uh, more people are saying I need to give Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle a chance. Yeah. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? <laughs> I've already said that I don't like those types of games. And I think the theme is stupid. I've already got Sonic to play. Yeah. I just got Destiny. I got a lot of things to do. Those look a lot better to me. Uh, more stuff about that? Yeah. Uh, Trevor Grover. Are you guys from the East Coast? I noticed that people from there pronounce things the weird... Weird little accent. Yes, you'd yes, be correct. We are. Uh, Long Island, born and raised. Let's go Islanders. Zarpia says, "Why get so mad, frustrated, baffled by this game? You, you are definitely as old as I am, but I'm not bothered by any of the dabbing and cool stuff this game has. I just like it because it's a good game. Have you seen?" No, I haven't seen that person's video of the game presentation on E3. This man has passion for him. That's that's the that's the point that turned everybody. <laughs> Do you remember that E3 presentation? It was the like the game director like cried on stage when he they, like announced it. That was for Beyond Good and Evil. Th they did that too. That happened too. I don't remember him crying for rabbits. Yeah, I remember Eve's Gilmore and Miyamoto coming out with arm cannons. Well, apparently the dude cried during the the E3 presentation. But that turned everybody into because before that nobody thought this was a good idea, and then he cried, and then everybody's like, "This is a great idea." I don't, I don't remember crying. I, I remember Michelle Ansel crying for Beyond Good and Evil Two, because that was a game that took like ten years to make, and like he's been trying. The fans wanted, everybody wanted, except Ubisoft. Now Ubisoft said, okay, you can make it. There was a lot of passion put into this game because yeah. they, they redid... There was a good Did You Know Gaming on yes. it. They redid the, uh, all of the, uh, the, the 
the, the, the character models, all of the Nintendo character models, Nintendo didn't give them to them. They redid them from the ground yeah. up to make them look exactly like Nintendo ones. And that is really cool. So there, I believe there was a lot of passion put into it. Right. But there's still a lot of problems right. that I see from a visual aspect, not from a gameplay aspect, because I haven't played the game. And I already talked about them at length last week and the week before that. Yeah, everyone's really just talking about that or Andromeda. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done with this freaking. <laughs> All right. Uh... Oh, I want to read this because I don't understand it. Nat Duran. Kirby is amazing, but don't suck the dick of his ghost too hard. Why? <laughs> if if you did as much for comics as Jack Kirby did, I would. Oh, I thought Kirby, the the freaking Nintendo character. I was like, what? <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to read it again. You think Nintendo Kirby. Kirby <laughs> is amazing, but don't suck the dick of his ghost too hard. Now it makes sense that it's Jack Kirby. Yeah. Kirby is, an, is amazing. Yes. And again, if you did as much for comics as Jack Kirby did, I would S your D if you were a ghost too. <laughs> I'm going to say that... Even though all of his animations, uh, all of his illustrations have, have aged, they've aged very well. Yes. And they're still beautiful. There's a lot of old comic book artists that you're like, this is very that is an old, old comic book art. Yeah. But Jack Kirby, I think it's all aged. Yes. Gracefully. Absolutely. Uh, my computer's almost dead. Yeah, mine too. Uh, so I guess we should go into the actual Let's, chat. Yeah. Uh, Lucas. I've never read any Green Lantern, and I want to check out one of the Rebirth series. Would you recommend Green Lanterns or the Hal Jordan book? Um, I think Green Lanterns is a little bit better, but um, if you want more of like the classic Green Lantern stuff, then check out Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, because that's Hal, that's Kyle, that's John Stewart, that's Kyle Gardner. That's like the classic Green Lanterns, whereas Green Lanterns is the new ones having wacky adventures. Damien in the chat. Quote, I think the theme is stupid is different than the theme is not for me. Untrue. Those are the same. <laughs> if I had said the theme is stupid, that would be different than yeah. the theme is not for me. I think the theme is stupid is the same as the theme is not for me because it's what I think. Yes. You can think something different and that is totally okay. I, the, my whole video is me giving the reason why I think it's stupid and why it is not for me because those are the same. If I had said the theme is stupid, period, that would be different and you can make fun of me all you want. Now, last night during my uh, Twitch stream, me and AJ had a long conversation about how he thinks the term overrated, it triggers him a lot. He doesn't like that term overrated because it, it, it's see usually that. used in like a negative way for somebody to just dismiss something. Oh, that's overrated. Uh, Don Draper says 516 respect. Sorry, sorry, area code. Uh, Luis Ocampo, y'all ready for the It movie? Um, I want to see it. I'm not going to yet. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody, a uh, friend Pacini asked me if. And I was like, I can't. I thought I didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. He said, "Do you want to go see it?" I was like, "What is it? What is it?" <laughs> but it's the movie. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, no, I don't care. Yeah, uh, Samoan Stig asked me if I want to go, and I I haven't responded, but I'm I'm busy like tomorrow and Friday, so I can't go. But when is it out tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, so tomorrow yeah. is when it's I was supposed to be like really good. I heard it's great. Yeah. I don't do horror movies. I know you. I don't. just don't really like yeah. horror movies. I love a good horror movie. There, uh, have, there aren't that many good ones. <laughs> TV Sonic Gaming. Are you guys going to New York Comic Con? If so, what days? Yes. Yes. I will be there probably Thursday to Saturday. You will be there probably Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be very busy those days though. So. Oh, Pacini is in the chat. Look at that. There you go. That that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Pacini, you sneaky devil. Uh, Luis. Ocampo says, Ocampo. <laughs> damn, you read my name perfectly. I guess now, that was you because yeah, I butchered I, it. And I don't remember how I pronounced your name, so I hope I said it again right. Atari Dude 1, you know which word triggers me? The word triggers and the word tweet. They shouldn't exist. <laughs> the word tweet shouldn't exist. I like that. You can't get that word back. <laughs> no. Uh, Zachary asks, how do you read comics physically or digitally? Uh, both. That's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, I... I personally try to go as digital as possible yeah i've been trying to go as digital as possible because i have a lot of physical books and they take up a lot of space um but yeah train yourself to read both uh you do have to like get used to reading digitally but do it it's good to do uh let's do like one or two more okay damien thank you for hanging out see you later (laughs) (laughs) uh well i just saw one uh, Titanium Brains. Will, is it okay if I pirate Marvel Masterworks The Amazing Spider-Man? I cannot condone, condone, endorse, or tell you to pirate anything. All I'm going to say is that um, you should read Marvel Masterworks The Amazing Spider-Man. Period. Yes. <laughs> Papaya. Opinions on Pokemon Tournament DX. Pokemon Tournament is really fun. I got the demo for it on Switch. I'm too busy playing Sonic Mania right oh, now. Oh, there's a demo? I didn't yeah. know that. That game is awesome. Yeah. Uh, $60 is a lot for it because, I mean, f- I, like, I know fighting games, there's a lot that goes into it, but, like, I feel kind of cheaped out because it's a sim- the fighting games are simple. Yeah. You know, like, I know that a lot goes into it. There's a lot of tweaking involved. Like, Overwatch on its surface is simple. However, yes. it's balanced so perfectly. Right. There's a lot that goes into that balance. Mm-hmm. And the same for fighting games, but however, I still feel cheaped when I pay $60 for a fighting game. Yeah. Smash Bros. is different because there's a lot packed in. But Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take one more. All right, do it. Zero Vits. In my opinion, games are a medium that gives pretty big different experience to each player. Do you guys think games should be discussed objectively or subjectively? Definitely subjectively. Yeah, I mean, it's... There are objective truths. There are. But saying this is objectively bad, there's, like... It's rare for a game to be objectively... Because objectively means, like... Across the board, without question, bad. Like, Daya Katana is an objectively bad game. Like, E.T. is an objectively bad game. Borderlands is not an objectively bad game. I subjectively don't like it. He subjectively does like it. Yes, that's a good example. I I still think calling something like Daya Katana objectively bad is murky, because there's going to be people who like it. Right, but I feel like... E.T. came out... 
people there has to have been like one or two people right who like this but is I, fun. I feel like the chances of running into somebody who like like likes Katana or uh et is substantially lower objectively broken is different yes a game can be objectively broken like mm -hmm. like if you can't get past a certain part because the game is broken right you know which has happened um I'm trying to think of a game that's objectively broken. I think the multiplayer in uh, The Division is objectively <laughs> broken because of how it scales the bad guys to yeah. whatever the highest level of the highest player is. Um, it's not objectively bad because a lot of people played that game. Right. But I think that the multiplayer is broken. And that's a little bit of a controversial uh, take. Yeah. But when you're talking about a game, if it's bad or good, that is subjective. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. That is objectively subject subjective. Guys, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here. YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. So subscribe to make sure you catch that and click that little bell notification because every YouTube channel tells you to click the bell notification. So we're going to start telling you to click the bell notification so you get notifications. And if you prefer to listen to us in audio format only, you can check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So make sure you subscribe to us there. And rate us and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. My computer said 0% and then it died. Uh, I said in the beginning I was going to quiz everybody on how many Sonics are in this frame. Yes. There is one on screen. Mm -hmm. There are three here. Yes. So that's four. Five. Oh, it's like off screen. Five. Mm -hmm. uh, six. Seven. Eight. There you go. Oh, and nine. This one counts too. There you go. Nine Sonics. We got to have some new characters here. Yep. <laughs> I will be on twitch.tv slash Bob Wolf in about a half an hour. Uh, uh, if you sub to me there, I will mail you a sketch card, a custom drawn sketch card. I did a bunch of them last night. This month, for some reason, uh, Twitch subscriptions are half off, and I still get the same amount of money. Wow. Because Amazon takes half. Yeah. So they're just waiving their half. So if you want to subscribe, now is the time, and you get it. It's half the price for me to send you a sketch card. So Twitch.tv says Bob Wolf. I'll be there later. Uh, you got all month to subscribe to me, and then I'll mail you a sketch card. Thank you guys for hanging out. My computer's dead, so now i got to walk over here. Goodbye. Bye.